Welcome, everyone. We, uh, we know there's a couple more that are still yet to come, um, but we are going to get started here. What a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, you get that feeling that spring is just around the corner, like even next weekend. It's official, but uh, what a beautiful, beautiful day that God has given to, given to us. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice. And what? Be glad in it. Be glad in it. So we, we give thanks to God. Our, our gathering song today is, uh, You Are My King. So I invite you to stand as you're able, and let's join together.
our call to worship, we find in Psalm 107. And uh, as normal, I'll read that first line, a little bit lighter portion, and you read out the bolden portion. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand and Those he gathered from the lands. Some wandered in desert wastelands. They were hungry and thirsty. They cried, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. And his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty. You see how the Lord gathered people from the north and the south and the east and the west, and how the Lord um, settled them in a city. Well, as we gather tonight, it's part of the river where people have come from many places around, whether eastern Canada or east Africa or wherever it may be. And the Lord has brought us here and settled us in this place. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for, for bringing us together and bringing us to this place. We thank you for your great love for us. We thank you for your word. And we pray that tonight as we hear your word and we um, gather together and sing songs of praise, we ask that you would speak deeply to our hearts. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can remain standing as we sing a couple more songs couple more songs of, of praise to our God. When I survey When I survey
we think during these days before Easter about all that Jesus did to, to pay the price for us so that we could be forgiven and live with him forever. Oh, praise the name of the Most High God.
And so, Lord, we do come tonight to praise your name. Oh, for a beautiful, beautiful day and all that, all the wonders of creation. And I praise you, God, for each person here. You are an, an amazing God, a God who is worthy of all the praise, for you loved us first. And we love each other and love this world because, because you first loved us and sent your Son to set us free. Bless us this night in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and your sin, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at once, time gratifying the craving of our flesh uh, and following its desert, the thoughts like the rest, we were by the nature just deserving of worth. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgression. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace and expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boost, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do God's work, which God prepared in advice for us to do. Thank you, Riziki, for being willing to do that. That was terrific. And uh, now we have a we have a, um, a special little video clip to show you. Um, our church, the River, is part of a, a bigger group known as the the Lutheran Brethren, the Church of Lutheran Brethren, and we have missions all over the world. But uh, the one of the most exciting is uh, right in Chad, Africa, amongst. Three people groups, the Bagirmi, the Balala, and the Fulbe. And so here is just an introduction to that. As, and what they've done is in this area of Chad, where these peoples live, there are no known Christians there yet. So there are not churches there yet. And so that's the work that is ahead. And so young families and others are going and, and learning the languages and sharing the love of Jesus with those in, in Chad, many, most of whom are um, uh, 
have a Muslim background. And so you can, you'll see that from some of the, the things that are said. Okay? Chad is a land of incredible ethnic diversity. There are 15 million people in the country made up of over 140 different people groups, each with their own distinct language and culture. These are beautiful people, hospitable people, friendly people, and millions of them have never heard the truth about Jesus Christ and God's free gift of salvation. Over 70 of Chad's people groups are considered unreached, more than any other African nation. LBIM has a very strong commitment in bringing the gospel to these people that so desperately need it. There is no access to the gospel for a lot of these people. And they need to hear the gospel. They need to hear who Jesus is and what he's done for them and the freedom that Christ brings us. An unreached people group is one that has no church presence in the context of their own language or culture that is capable of effectively evangelizing their own people with the message of the gospel. If you were born into one of these people groups, you would likely live your entire life and never hear a clear presentation of the gospel. Millions of Chadians are living and dying without ever having the opportunity to hear this message. These unreached tribes are Muslim peoples, and the religion of Islam dominates their daily life and is at the heart of their cultural identity. But Islam offers no complete assurance of salvation, even for the most devout. The spiritual need is great. They're living in a very hopeless situation, a hopeless life. The gospel has the potential to change the lives of, of many people. A lot of these people live in somewhat of bondage, just hoping that in the end they'll be saved, but feeling guilty for things that they've done and, and never really being free of that. And the gospel has the potential to reach them right where they are and allow them not only to have a changed life now, but also allows them to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. For us to make a disciple in the Muslim context means that we're becoming uh, not part of the people in an ethnic sense, because we never know it or can, but that we make real relationships. Our missionaries in Chad are living and working among three unreached people groups, the Begirmi, Bilala, and Fulbay. My hope is that they would come to know the gospel, that they would be able to accept it as their gospel as well. I would love for them to just grasp a hold of what Jesus did for them, and who they are in Him, and how much they are loved. God has a plan. We know that He has particular individuals in His heart. He has chosen to believe in Jesus Christ and to be members of His church. We are praying that the word we preach would have a real effect in the people that we encounter. Sometimes we won't know what that effect is. Pray that Muslims would listen to the message that we have brought, that they would think about it. Pray that the Holy Spirit wouldn't leave them alone. You can pray for those who have come to faith and do not have the courage to confess publicly. Pray that their hope in the resurrection of Jesus Christ would be stronger than their fear. Because of your support, lives are being transformed by the power of the gospel. We're in the middle of Africa, and we're a long ways from you. I could not exaggerate the encouragement we get from knowing that you are partnering with us in this ministry. We are co-laborers in a common endeavor to bring the gospel to people who haven't heard. Thank you so much for being a part of that.
that's just an introduction to some of the work that's happening where, where people are, are building relationships and sharing the, the hope of Jesus with other people in that part of Africa, in Chad, where they're um, in their area, where there are no other um, believers or churches yet in that place. John chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. Now, here's my other question. I relied on, on uh, a young friend to deliver them. He delivered it to his sister. Did Musa give you a French or a, a Swahili uh, these verses in French or Swahili? No? Oh, there they are. <laughs> well, yeah, why don't you... Will you come up? <laughs> you should see the paper that's scrunched up. <laughs> Oops. Somebody didn't get the message. <laughs> Would you like to come up and, uh, Betty, you, if you can read it there. I don't have another copy right with me here. But would you like to read the French or, oh, you ha and you have the French there. <laughs> Naomi, do you, would you come? Yeah. And then maybe someone else could read the Swahili or yeah, would you, you read the Swahili? Yeah, Naomi, come up here so we can see you. Uh, better. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your Bible. That's terrific. And I had sent this home just to make sure that the, it would get through. So, and then I'll read the English afterwards. Okay. So Naomi, if you'd come, just come in, and you can see it up at the there too. What the verses are. Okay. You can. Et comme Moïse éleva les serpents dans le désert, ainsi il faut que les fils de l'homme soient élevés, afin que quiconque croit en lui ne périsse pas, mais qu'il ait la vie éternelle. Car Dieu a tant aimé le monde, il a donné son fils unique, afin que quiconque croit en lui ne périsse pas, mais qu'il ait la vie éternelle. Car Dieu n'a pas envoyé son Fils dans le monde afin qu'il jugeât, afin qu'il jugeât le monde, mais afin que le monde fût sauvé par lui. Celui qui croit en lui n'est pas jugé, mais celui qui ne croit pas est jugé déjà. Parce que qu'il n'a pas cru au nom du Fils unique de Dieu. Or, c'est ici le jugement, c'est la lumière est venue dans le monde et que les hommes ont mieux aimé les ténèbres que la lumière, car leurs œuvres étaient mauvaises. Car quiconque fait des choses mauvaises est la lumière et ne vient pas à la lumière de peur que ses œuvres ne soient reprises. Mais celui qui pratique la vérité vient de la lumière, afin que ses œuvres soient manifestées, qu'elles sont faites de Dieu. Amen. Thank you. And then 
you come up here so you can take your mask off. Okay, I'm gonna read Swahili. Akuna matata maru. Okay. Na kama Musa alivyo mwinua yule nyoka kule jangwani vivyo hivyo mimi mwana wa Adamu sina budi kuinuliwa juu ili kila mtu aniaminie awe na uzima wa milele kwa maana Mungu aliupenda ulimwengu kiasi cha kumtoa mwanaye pekee ili kila mtu amwaminie asipotee bali awe na uzima wa milele maana Mungu akumtuma mwana kuhukumu ulimwengu bali auokoe ulimwengu amwaminie yeye haukumiwi asiyemwamini amekwisha kuhukumiwa kwa sababu kwa sababu hakumwamini mwana pekee wa Mungu na hukumu yenyewe ni kwamba nuru imekuja ulimwenguni lakini watu hawakuipenda hawakuipenda giza kuliko nuru kwa sababu matendo yao ni maovu kwa kuwa kila mtu atendaye mahovu kuchukia nuru wala apendi kuja kwenye nuru ili matendo yake maovu yasifichuliwe lakini kila mtu anayeishi maisha ya uaminifu huja kwenye nuru kusudi iwe wazi kwamba matendo yake yanatokana na utii wa Mungu amen merci asante that's all my Swahili and French that I know. And then the English also. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. I knew that, uh, I, uh, that we'd have different um, first, first languages with us today. And maybe the next time we'll have Cree. Would you like to do that sometime? Yeah, we'll have different, different languages of different people as they come. And maybe Arabic or whatever too. But thank you. That was very, very good to, for you to read that. And uh, 
Thank you, Naomi, as well, to read that for us. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your word, that it's truth, no matter what language it has been translated into. We thank you that for those people who have worked so hard throughout many, many, many years to translate the Bible into all these many languages, Arabic, Swahili, French, English, because it was not written in English. It was written in Greek and in Hebrew languages. But thank you that we can hear the truth of Jesus in our own mother tongue. Speak to us tonight, Lord, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever had someone, maybe it's somebody who's worked with you, maybe it's a neighbor, and they have told you a story? Not just once, but maybe they've told you the story many, many, many times. And every time that story about the fishing trip into northern Ontario, I said that for Chris because he's from that area, into northern Ontario, has the fish has gotten a little bigger, a little bigger, <laughs> a little bigger, that the story gets told and it gets exaggerated and, and told that way. Or maybe the water was a little bit colder. I heard that Jesse likes to fly fish. Maybe he goes out and stands in the creek and, and the water is just a little bit more chilly or chilly or the fish is bigger, whatever. <laughs> but it's funny how we tell the stories and sometimes it's difficult. Maybe someone's asked you to tell the story. How did you, Abedi, come from Tanzania? How did you come to Red Deer? And you tell the story and then another person asks, another person asks, and it's difficult to tell the same story many times, isn't it? Or how did you end up coming to Red Deer? How did you end up coming to Canada? Did you ever read a storybook to your children or grandchildren? Or friends, little friends? And, and you read it, and they say, oh, read it again. And you read it again. Oh, read it again. And so you read it again, and by that time, you start to try to Instead of turning one page, you try to turn two or three at one time. You never did that, Al, no. <laughs> He's a teacher, he probably wouldn't. But, but skipping a few. But they, it doesn't work. Because the children says, or the child says, you missed some. And so you have to go back and you end up reading again and reading again. Right, Elizabeth? Yeah. You end up, no, 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 whether it's grandpa or mom or, or uncle or auntie. No, 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 you missed something. Well, why am I saying this today? Why do I tell those stories about telling stories? <laughs> because what we read today is very, very familiar. John 3.16, it's very familiar, isn't it? Something that we have heard since we were children. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, or maybe you learned it, only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, should not die, but have everlasting life. We've heard that. Or maybe the verse 
that um, Riziki read for us. For by grace you are saved through faith. And that's not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Some of those verses we've heard over and over and over again. What can I say today that, that you haven't heard before? What can I say that makes it more clear? I don't know. But we pray that God, the Holy Spirit, would open your eyes and my eyes and my heart to understand and know what God is doing just a bit deeper. Today, there's a basic outline. You know, just basic points about this. God loved. God gave. And God saved. And that leads up to love in action. God loved. God gave. And God saved. Now there's a story. Something that happened in the Old Testament. In Numbers chapter 21. It's the story when Moses was leading the people through the wilderness. And it ties right into what Jesus said in John 3.16. Let me read this for you or, or tell it to you, actually. They were wandering through the wilderness. And it says that the people grew impatient. And they started to grumble. You never grumble, do you? Never. <laughs> oh, how many have grumbled about all the things that, you know, even COVID-19, we grumble about that. We grumble about work. We grumble about not having work. We grumble about the heat. Oh, today it was just too hot. And we grumble about the cold. It was just too cold. All of those things. Today is, you know, if you were a farmer, oh, there's too much rain. Oh, there's not enough rain. And people, we grumble, we complain, we are impatient. The people that were following Moses, the people of Israel who were following Moses, they grumbled too. And they said to God, God, why did you take us out into the wilderness? They forgot that they had begged and pleaded with God and cried out to God to come and save them. But no. They grew impatient. They spoke against God. Why have you done this? To die in the desert? There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. And there, God sent, it says, poisonous snakes among them. And they bit the people and, and many Israelites died. But the people then came to Moses and said, we sinned. When we spoke this way, we sinned against you, against God. Pray the Lord will take away the snakes. And so Moses prayed for the people. And you know what God told Moses? You'd remember this. He told them to take Moses to take a pole and on top of the pole put a, a bronze, you know, metal snake. And if anyone was bitten by the snake, they would look to the snake and they would be healed. That's, it was raised up in the center of the town, or the center, not town, but of their camp. 
And if they looked to it when they were bit, they would be saved. Now when you stop and think about it, maybe there were hundreds of thousands of people. Some have said maybe a million or more people. Now that's like the city of Calgary, you know. And if that pole was centered right in the center of Calgary, and you were down in Midnaport, well, you wouldn't see that with your eyes, except with eyes of faith. You look, and you know that Moses has put that up. You know what God has said, and if you look toward it with eyes of faith, you would be healed. And maybe, for some, friends would take them so that they'd get to the edge of the hill, and they could look down and see that way down there in person, and they would be healed. God provided a way because a, a snake was put on a pole and they would be saved by looking to that. Does that remind you of anything else? When, when Riziki read from Ephesians, Paul, the apostle, wrote, a disciple of Jesus, he wrote and said, you know what? We were disobedient. He points to them and says, now you're Christian, but before you were disobedient people. All you did was live to fill the desires of your heart. All you did was to please your inner person. And you didn't really care about God or anything. But God loved you so much. God, who is rich in mercy and love, he sent his son for you. He sent Jesus God loved you. God gave for you. Who did he give? Christ. He gave Jesus so that in Christ you could be forgiven. And then by his grace he saved you, O people of Ephesus. And then you read the gospel lesson that, that Abedi wrote and that Naomi wrote and I wrote read the, um, the, the picture, the image of Jesus saying, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, that whoever trusts in him, who believes in him, will not die forever, but will have life in his name. Remember, there was a man who had come to Jesus, and his name was Nicodemus. And he came, and he was one of those who was a very religious man. And he came to Jesus and he said, tell me more about this. And Jesus told them, you must be born again. How can that happen? I can't go back inside my mother's womb and be born. No, Jesus said, that's stupid. <laughs> he didn't say it quite like that. But he said, no, no, no. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, born from above, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. And then Jesus said these very important words that we all know, God so loved the world. Nicodemus was one of a group of people who loved if there was judgment on those who were sinners. Because he was self-righteous, you know. I do it right all the time. But you know what? Someone has said that sin is 
just love turned in inward, where we love ourselves and all those that were part of the same group as Nicodemus, their love was turned inward, and they loved what they did more than anybody else. And so Jesus made a point and said, but God loved the world, including sinners, even the worst of sinners, even those whose love is turned inward, Nicodemus. And so he loved the world and he gave his son, Jesus. And God saved all who would trust in him. Nicodemus, we know, experienced God's salvation. Nicodemus, he and another leader, Joseph, they were the ones who went and took Jesus' body when he had died, and they made sure that he was taken to the tomb. And they made sure that he was cared for his body and placed in the tomb, and then it closed up when Jesus had died. Can you imagine their excitement when Jesus was alive again? Or that Jesus had risen from the dead? Oh, they had come to believe in him. Nicodemus and a man named Joseph, leaders who had been very, you know, looking down their nose at people. But they realized that they had a great need too. They were no better than the worst of the tax collectors. No better than the worst of those who were sinners. They needed the forgiveness that Jesus brought just as much. When you read, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Does it remind you at all of the story back about Moses and the, and the serpent? Because Paul wrote and said, the one on the cross, he became sin who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. I brought a, a different cross to put here on our table today. It was a project by one of the students at Bible school. She was a student from Norway and who loved to do woodwork. This is very rough, but she's a very, very good carpenter. And she made this. And it reminds me, who was it that was on the cross but Jesus? Who was it that took our sin but Jesus? Who was it that in one way became a snake in our place, but Jesus. And so when this is lifted up, who do we look to to forgive our sins? Who do we look to to give us life? Oh, the people in Moses' day, they looked to the serpent, to the snake on a pole. We look to the cross, to Jesus, who took our sin, the poison in our lives. And he gives us life. We are forgiven in Jesus. What an amazing gift God has given to us. What an amazing gift. What an amazing gift he's given 
that we could have life. One step further. When we put our trust in Jesus Christ, we become children of God. God has said that, that we become his children. He brings us into a living relationship with him. As children of God, God's Holy Spirit works in our lives. And you know what? He works in our lives and he wants us to live out this life for others. And I look at these words. And what if we put, instead of God loved, what if we hear God's call to us and we say, we love. We love. The word, the scripture says, we love because he first loved us. What does that look like? What does it look like to, to love as Jesus loved what does it look like? It looks like people who help others learn to read English. It's, it's about those who help others who, who need a home to find a home. It's about those who, who help others. Who are f- full of the struggle of addiction. You know, so many people walk by who take the time to have a conversation with them. Maybe eat a meal with them. Those are the things that God says when he says, love one another. So we love. And just like God, as he works in our lives, we give. We give ourselves, our time, our money. And it's not, we don't save. Well, we might help to rescue someone, but In reality, it's God who still saves. God who saves, who brings his forgiveness, his mercy, who brings new life, a new beginning in Jesus Christ. Oh, God has called us into this new, to to live out what it means to have Christ in you, to be one who loves those around, to be one who gives one who brings the message of God who saves so that others can come and be part of it too. Oh, I'm just so thrilled that each of you is here tonight. I am just really thrilled because I believe God is working in you, in your heart and your life. And you know what? When we fall short, when we don't love as he loved us, Does it mean he kicks us to the curb? No. It means he welcomes us back. Come. Come to the cross. For at the cross, when we look to the cross, we find forgiveness. We find healing. We find life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you became sin for us. You took it all upon yourself, just just like you became the like the snake who was lifted up. Oh, the snake didn't really take it on himself, but it was a an image that when people looked to it, they were forgiven. Lord, we look to you and you are more than just a 
an image, but you are true God. Come here to us to live. And Jesus, you did take on yourself all of our wrong so that we can have all of your life. Oh, there are so many people right here in Red Deer who need to know of the life you give, who need to know that you are a God who saves, who need to know that there's hope beyond the depression and the struggle and the pain and the illness, whatever, that there is a God who loves because his people, his children, love. His children give. His children share the life with others. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive God's blessing, benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord Lift up his countenance toward you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's sing together one more song, and then we close. A song of worship to the Lamb that was slain. We think about Jesus, the one lifted up for us, the one who was sacrificed for us, and we sing a praise song to him. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on.
the future holds but what a treasure to know you the one who holds the future so we give you praise and honor glory and blessing Lord as we go into this week that is ahead in Jesus name amen go in peace and serve the Lord thanks be to God hallelujah amen thanks so much for coming and and uh, God bless you this week. Hi, thank you so much for joining us uh, to worship with the river. If you'd like to join us in person next week, we'd love to have you come, be part of that. Uh, and if you have any special concerns, just feel free to email me at herald at reddeerriver.ca. Thank you so much, and we look forward to meeting you in person.